So St. John the Baptist is in prison. And why is he in prison in the first place? For defending marriage and family. For telling Herod, the tetrarch, and basically the king, that he can't do what he's doing. So he gets put in prison. And this is the time where his death is, is going to be near. So he has these two disciples that are sticking with him still while he's in prison. Because back then when you're in prison, you weren't exactly taken care of. If you didn't have someone to bring you supplies, it wasn't going to go well for you. That's why like when St. Paul was always in prison, he was thanking people for sending whoever to help him through his time in prison. Otherwise, he probably would have starved or dehydrated to death while in jail. So John the Baptist, because Herod respected him, may have been treated better, we don't know. But either way, prison back then isn't Club Med like it is today. <laughs> so he has his disciples that have been following him, been faithful to him. But what was John the Baptist's mission? His mission was to prepare the way of the Lord, to be the voice in the wilderness crying out, and then to be the one to point him out. John the Baptist is the greatest of the prophets, for he fulfilled his role perfectly, or as perfectly as possible. Think back, Old Testament, Isaac carrying the wood for the sacrifice up the hill and he says to his father, Abraham, Father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? God himself will provide it, my son. And yes, there's a ram with his horns caught in the thicket. But the true answer to that question comes through John the Baptist, where he says, Behold the Lamb of God. This is what John the Baptist came to do. To point him out. To speak clearly. To direct others to him, the nature of an evangelist. Not only was he a prophet, he was the first and one of the greatest of the evangelists. He sent these two disciples, knowing who Jesus was, who he is. He knew from the womb. They were cousins. They grew up together. He knew who Jesus was. It's not because he doubted that he sent his disciples to ask those questions. It was because he knew his time was at an end. As he said, he must decrease so the Lord may increase. So he sends his disciples to our Lord. And they see that he fulfills the prophecies of the Messiah. The deaf hear, the lame walk, the mute speak, the poor have the gospel preached to them. All these things they've witnessed. John the Baptist was doing the one of the final acts of his earthly mission. Taking those who were followers of him and pointing them to Jesus Christ. Because as we hear in the prologue of John, 
the Gospel of John. John the Baptist was not the light. He came to give testimony to the light, to point them in the direction of our Lord, of our Savior. So when these two go and see all this, they must have become his disciples. We, like John the Baptist, live in an era of evil, of corruption, of wickedness, where the Herods of our day not only slaughter the unborn, not only do they, in their insolence, claim to be God or like God, but they are appropriating to themselves more and more and more of that which belongs to God. As John the Baptist confronted the wicked, be it the religious leaders who he called a brood of vipers. Boy, do we have a brood of vipers in the hierarchy. He also confronted the great ruler, Herod, with the truth. We, like him, are called to evangelize because the church is missionary. And contrary to what you hear out of Rome and out of the People's Republic of 12.5%, we are not saved collectively. We are saved as individual men and women and children. We are also, or we are damned as individual men, women, or children. Your salvation does not depend on anyone, anyone else. Your soul is your own responsibility. Others are there to help you, or they're there to hurt you. But ultimately, your salvation depends on your fidelity to Christ. That's it. Doesn't depend on me. Doesn't depend on your friends, your family, whatever. It depends on your faithfulness to Jesus Christ and the teachings of the church. Be careful who you're around. Because as we tell our kids, be careful who you spend time with, that's who you'll become. And if we want to be saints, we must be careful who we listen to, who we spend time with. John the Baptist spent a lot of time alone, a lot of time in isolation. But he also was faithful to his mission when people came to him. He gave them the truth. For it is the truth that sets us free. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the life, the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is the cornerstone of evangelization. Why do you think all these new evangelization thing, techniques the No Sort of Church has been doing for the last 60 years have failed? Because it's not based on truth. It is not based on Jesus Christ. It is not based on scripture. It is not based on tradition. It is not based on the things of God. It is based on the things of man. That is why the church hierarchy 
is said to be failing in their job, and they are. There are a few exceptions, very few, but the overwhelming majority are worldly heralds. But you and I are to be like John the Baptist, proclaiming Christ in thought, word, and deed, to speak the truth, to confront error and sin, our own and others, to eliminate the darkness, our own and the darkness around us as best we can, not to just hide, not to go along to get along, because evangelization is based on bringing people to Jesus Christ, and you cannot deceive people into following Jesus Christ. It doesn't work. That's why more and more we can kind of see around us our Lord already beginning to separate the sheep from the goats. Those who are being faithful and those who are not. Those who are proclaiming the hard truths and those who are not. Those who are being faithful to him and those who are not. You all know the examples of so many faithful clergy that have suffered for being priests, real priests. And the bishops get away with doing whatever they want. But these faithful shepherds are saving their souls and souls of countless others by bringing them to Christ. Beware anyone who speaks things like the brotherhood of man without the fatherhood of God. Beware anyone that speaks holding hand, going, who speaks about things while they're holding hands with Caesars. Beware of those shepherds and those wolves in shepherds' clothing. Because they will treat us as they treated John the Baptist. In the end, beheading him. They will want us dead. They already hate us, that is clear. And what's the final logical conclusion of any hatred? Murder, torture, death. But John the Baptist shows us that faithfulness is rewarded. Don't be afraid to truly evangelize. To at least pray for the conversion of our enemies, as we do at the end of every Mass. That beautiful prayer, asking God for the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church, for the conversion of sinners. I recommend that we all pray that every day. Add it, I've added it to my rosary. Stand firm in truth. Is only in truth that we truly serve our Lord. It is only by being faithful to that which is good, holy, and true that others are then brought along the way. Don't fall into the trap of making of going the easy route. 
just kind of turning a blind eye to letting, letting sin be called good and good be called evil. It's much easier just to say nothing, to sit back and go along. But we are not called to do the easy. We are called to do the right, the good, the holy, the just. The merciful thing to do is to speak truth. Some guy that wants to be called a woman, well, no, he's still a guy. And by telling him he's a woman, you're aligned to him, helping him live in his delusion, and then confirming him in his sin, and you have then participated in that sin, and you will be partially held responsible for his damnation. To use one example out of many. When the bishops fail to condemn pro-abortion Catholic politicians, they are responsible for the damnation of any Catholic who then thinks abortion is okay, has one, or supports it in any way. They don't care about the salvation of these people's souls. If they did, they would correct Joe Biden. If they did, they would correct Nancy Pelosi. If they did, they would correct Michelle Lujan Grisham. But they don't give a flip about these people. But we, on the other hand, are called to pray for them, for their conversion. And if given the opportunity to speak to them ourselves. God uses human speech a lot of the time. I was helping a friend with the talk she needed to give and she needed a definition of prophecy. The one we, came, we decided on based on what a prophet is, is prophecy is human speech giving voice to the Word of God. We are to be prophets. A prophet isn't one that predicts the future. A prophet is one who speaks the truth, speaks the <coughs> Word of God. <coughs> one of the biggest things in our world is a lack of courage to speak truth. We don't have a, a crisis of morals and values. We have a crisis of saints. There aren't enough. If we had, as the devil told John Vianney, if there were three priests like you, my kingdom would be over. If we had enough prophets, John the Baptist, in our midst today, things could turn around on a dime. But too many are taking the easy road. Too many have been deceived in this diabolical disorientation. Too many are saying, well, the hierarchy says it's okay, so we're going to go along with that. They're taking the lazy, cowardly way out. And where are the prophets? Where are the voices in the wilderness crying out, make straight the way of the Lord? That is to be our mission. Our job. For remember scripture, Ezekiel chapter 33, paraphrasing since I don't have it in front of me. O watchman of Israel, I have appointed thee the watchman of the tower. And should thou see the enemy coming 
and fail to blow the trumpet, and your people be slain, their blood is on your hands. But seeing the enemy coming, and you blow the trumpet, and they fail to hear it, you have saved your own soul, and are guiltless in their death. So therefore, also, those that hear the trumpet and respond to it, you have saved them as well. This is the mission of any Christian, of any prophet. This is our mission. Not just myself as a priest, but all of you as well. You have opportunities I do not have. Be faithful to your mission. Be faithful to what it means to be a Catholic. Live united with Christ. In union with the Holy Trinity. Under the mantle of protection of our Blessed Mother. Under the guidance and leadership of St. Joseph. With the power and protection of the mighty angels. Because all of heaven is on our side. We must be sure to be on their side. Because we are in the midst of the heavenly court. They are here with us. They are praying for us. They are protecting us. They are watching over us. May we be faithful as the angels and saints are and were. May we be bold, courageous, steadfast speakers of holy truth that which is good, beautiful, and true, like St. John the Baptist, that we may share in their heavenly reward and hear those blessed words of our Lord, either when he comes again in glory or when we die and face his judgment seat. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter your master's joy.